Now I've got Linda in the palm. Literally, in the, Linda is in the palm I of my hand. I think this is the first time she's ever been on the table <gasps> while we were recording. Someone is ready for their cameo. Have her burp into the mic. Here, Lynn, I'm going to take this off the stand and put the mic right up to her face. Linda. Hey, Lynn. Lynn, do you have something to tell the people? What do you think, Lynn? Hey, no. No. Bye. Hopefully everybody heard the... The pitter-patter? The pitter-patter of Linda's leap onto the ground. Little feet. Hi, little feet. Oh, hi, little feet. Look at her little feet standing in the window. Hey, Lynn. She has Pikachu feet. Mm -hmm. Lynn is here to win. Encoding? What's encoding? This audio. I have to sit here and wait. Yes. I'm not doing this now. No, we don't. We In the don't. words of Danielle, I'm not doing this now. Well, I said, I'm going to watch. Do we I, have to do this I said, now? I'm going to watch. So Brandon is trying to edit our back catalog of episodes because we're now on Acast. Subscribe to us on Acast. And we have to put in little breaks of music in there. And I said, Brandon, I'm going to watch my tone on this one. But do we have to do this now? <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> Are we there yet? Can you ever forgive me? Uh, what are my other favorite movies that end in question marks? They shoot horses, don't they? Oh, that's a good one. Dude, where's my car? That's, why, that's a favorite of yours. Why him? <laughs> everybody wants some? Every, no, that's more like everybody wants some! Exclamation point. Exclamation two ex- point. Two exclamation yes. points. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Who's in charge? Daniel, you are. I'll be in charge this week. Since Great. you were I'm, absent. I wasn't here last week. Welcome back. You know, I'm, what a reception. I'm thrilled to be here. Welcome. The, the seat is still warm from TJ's mm. rump. sweet rump. Oh. And, uh, mm, sweet rump. And I, you know, I feel very much like Sean Connery in Diamonds Are Forever. I got replaced with George Lazenby. And then after back. one ep, uh, am I, is, my, is my clicking on the microphone? It might be. Okay. I was unbuttoning my, my shirt. <laughs> Anyway, so I got replaced for an episode, and now I'm back for Diamonds Are Forever. You're and, back. Uh, You're if, back, baby. And that's the metaphor I'm using, which means Ow. that this will be my worst episode and also my real last episode. Oh. Oh. Well. I'm just, if we follow bye. the James Bond <laughs> metaphor, <laughs> logique. Then logique. this is it for you. Bye, Why bitch. can't, I'm trying to. Are I you still are you doing? No, I'm trying Are you to, doing your technological tinkering <laughs> t- over there, Brandon? I'm trying to IMDB the movies we watched, He's and I couldn't, I couldn't remember what we what watched. Well, of course, we're here to talk about The Hustle today. The Hustle. This is oh, The Hustle episode. It is. This is The and Hustle. I, and I'm looking forward to getting into The Hustle. I, yeah. oh. Wink. Wink, wink. I'm tapping my nose and wiggling my ears. Brandon. How do we, how do we, when do we reveal the... The that hustle? we've all seen the hustle. Well, we'll get to it. The baby. motion picture, we'll the hustle. It. Let's banter for a little bit. I do the, want to say the remake of uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which, which I found, a remake, which is a remake of, of I forget what a Marlon Brando it movie. Is a Marlon Brando yeah, movie. I is found out today at Hork. Like Hork. Because someone in my office was. Oh wait, no, I was. It, no, it's because I was listening to movies IMO it's based in on my office. Bedtime story. I was listening to movies IMO at the end of my lunch. The break, Madonna album, and I heard. Yes. I heard TJ say that. I was thinking, like, someone at I was like, oddly enough, someone at work today was like, the hustle is based on dirty rotten scoundrels. I'm like, who in my office would have said that? I'm like, oh, I was just in my office while mm-hmm. listening. Wow. I will say about that episode, I'm I'm not salty, but it is interesting that y'all discussed like ten of my favorite topics on the episode I wasn't here. Wow. National parks. Oh. Jaws sequels. <laughs> Robert Altman's Nashville. TJ's hat. Mm. All of my favorite topics. So many. So I'm, I'm glad you got to listen to it as a listener. I was listening to it as a listener, mm-hmm. as one does when they listen. And I was yes. and I was doing that that meme of like 
me listening to a podcast with the person like pretending to talk to the billboard of laughing friends. <laughs> that was, uh-huh. that was, I was talking back in my car and in the office. Well, were you yelling at us when we thought you would be yelling at us? No, I wasn't. Oh, when, um, I, when I called something Russo. I was like, they think I'm really aggressive. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, why would they think that? Like flashback to two hours ago when I'm like making a point in the office and I'm like, Oh, I'm yelling. Aren't I? Oh. And like, I was like, yeah, you're yelling right now. Whoops. Whoops. A daisy. Aries jumped out. Anyway, Barbara Stanwyck. Just kidding. We're not there yet. I'm really not there yet. Are, I know. Are you there yet? I'm are we there, there yet? <laughs> Ben's like, end this. <laughs> I'm always ready to, with the two sentences I've prepared. Well, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting in the episode that I wasn't here. I think that you were the one who was like, let's banter for a bit. And I was like, God damn it. This hard, it's hard not to take that personally. <laughs> oh, I just needed to make TJ feel comfortable. Uh, well, it's all we, we always want to make our guests feel comfortable. We have many guests on he the show. He needed program. to be lubed up a bit. Oh. Brandon, that is really you're gonna make our guest feel uncomfortable <laughs> that is uh, achieving the opposite effect wow. sorry tj now that we've broken the seal which we had broken with aaron and emma i guess but mm-hmm. now that now that we've broken the seal this is having... our first live guest yeah yeah that was sort of just like a, I, a call-in. Uh, an epilogue i <laughs> think that we should have tj back on when i'm here too and we can do the speed two cruise control so i think we should oh. get that on the calendar you know we'll we we'll, need to we'll buy wait. a fourth mic well, we'll borrow one from our friends on the Glee po- on the Glee Wind podcast, oh, who's, oh, yes. who we sold our old microphones to, right? Didn't yes. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll ask if we can uh, borrow we can it. Do a kit fee for Bring one. It back. Ooh, Give a kit it back. fee. Bring it on back now. Mm. That would be fun. Mm. I, that was the first thing I said. I was like, I'm sorry, you're here, and we're not talking about your favorite movie of all time. We're talking about Daniel's favorite movie Nashville. of all time. Wow. Nashville is not even in my top. Much like Ben with, it's funny, like I listened to the episode, so wow. I know all the conversation. When Ben was saying that Jaws is not even in his top five Spielberg, and most people would say that would be part of the top five, I was like, mm-hmm. feel the exact same way about Robert Altman's Nashville. Mm-hmm. Except he's I not your top five. That's not your, in your top five. No, but it's a, it's a five-star movie. My yeah. top five, all, I'll just say it real quick. It would be. Yeah, do it. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yeah. Wait, I have this on Letterboxd. It would be. Fire it up. Let, let, it let up. me guess. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Uh huh. Three women. Oh, three women above Nashville. Shortcuts. <gasps> this is my guess. <gasps> I'll cross reference. Shortcuts. I'm surprised. Um, uh, maybe Nashville, actually. Nashville would probably maybe, be my number two. Maybe Nashville's my fourth. What's your number one? California Split. California Split is oh, so good. Oh, I haven't good. seen that. California Split is a perfect movie. It's perfect. It's literally perfect. And I've only seen it on 35 millimeter Same. twice. Oh, once Two times. It's um, so there. It's so there. Elliot Gould's energy in that movie is not on the same wavelength as Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon, mm. but there is a sort of sweaty desperation to sure. it that is very much of that era I feel and that. reminds me a lot of that performance. Brandon. Can you reach into the red bag by you and get hand me my water bottle? Okay. Thank you know what? Mine, or just hand me I'm, the red bag. You know what? It's McCabe, Three Women, Shortcuts, Nashville, oh. Long Goodbye, and then Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy oh. Dean, Jimmy Dean. I didn't see oh. that one. And then, oh, and then The Player, which is, well, we'll talk about it on The Player. I think mine would be Nashville first and then McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Great. Thank you. I haven't seen McCabe in a long time, but I bought the Criterion. I barely remember it, so I'll watch it. I, I sleep with the, under the movie poster. I'll give it a. I'll give it another look. If we ever talk about another Altman movie on the podcast, and give it like to me, I'm like we've never talked about an Altman movie on the podcast, and like in the last month and a half, we've talked about we three, like mm-hmm. three Altman movies, but I haven't rewatched any of them for the podcast. Mm. Wait, when? Is- 
We talked Long about goodbye. the Long Goodbye. We talked about Shortcuts. shortcuts. Oh, we did talk Nashville. about Shortcuts. Right, right, right. Yes. Didn't we talk about Three Women on the Pod? Yes, or? and I did rewatch for Sissy. that. For Sissy. We talked about four oh. Robert Altman. But only, but only two Cassavetes. Cassavetes. Well, hmm. but we've recently been talking about a lot of Cassavetes, and I would like to find an opportunity to uh, discuss more. I'd love, same, to talk about, I'd love to talk about more. Ah, uh, They're playing Husbands this weekend. Uh, I need to look at the calendar because my sister I'm probably going to so overwhelm but I will attend Husbands, the back half. Well, I will be arriving at the Egyptian at 10 p.m. Hell for yeah. Husbands. For Husbands. Me and Ben were talking about this, but like they need to span out the, the repertory screenings. Yes. There's too many. When we took, when we once. shared an Uber from the airport on Sunday. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. To, here? I te- I, no. Oh. To Brandon's car at oh, his okay. office. And then, then I drove. And then you drove straight here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. And then yeah. he went home. We didn't record immediately, but I texted him and I was like, what time do you land? Because maybe it's at the same time and it's and it 10 was. minutes apart. I adore that. Mm-hmm. How continental. I know. Two film bags getting off the plane and getting in the back of a ride sharing car. There we were. Y'all were there both wearing we your were. Angelica Houston and that Benning headscarves. Oh, the I, grifters. I, I, I learned to, um, I, I've been sort of, having a relationship with Brooklyn Heights over the past mm. couple months because I don't think I've talked about it on the microphone, but I really was very resistant to Brooklyn Heights at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. I was like, you're all falling for Brooklyn Heights because you're falling for Brooklyn Heights. I'm like, this is a con. It is a hustle. Mm-hmm. She seems like a nice girl, but it is not that spectacular. It's not that impressive. It's very vanilla drag. And I'm like, she's pretty outstanding. Yeah. But I believe that she has rocked a headscarf. And if not, she should. I believe she has. I think she has. Because watching the headscarves last night, I was like, finally, like, if I did drag, like, that's, that's the look. A, that's your look. That that's is my the look. look. Headscarf. Noir look. Heads, that, that's the noir look. Yeah. And like, no the, the offense crazy blonde to hair. Academy Award winner Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> but Annette Benning should have won. But I would have taken her Oscar and given it to Annette Benning. Was Annette Benning nominated for yes. that? It got, I believe, oh, it, four Oscars. It got Angelica. Annette, did it get director? It got director, director and, and writing. writing. And writing, which, by the way... It's and a, not picture. It's a wow. little on the nose that the screenwriter of this movie's name is Donald E. Westlake, yeah. considering so much of this movie is shot in the Westlake neighborhood really of Los is. Angeles, not to get too Oop. regional about it. It really is my favorite movie. I would have given... Is it your favorite movie? I... I think it's a great pick, but I, I am, just want to know more. I'm I am so, being facetious, but I... Hyperbolic I love it so much. It's the kind of movie. It's I mean, very good. Neither of you gave it five stars. Well, how many times have you seen it? I'm not saying that you didn't immediately love it, but how many times have you seen Only it? Only twice. Okay. Well, really? Well, that's pretty quick to say your favorite movie ever. <laughs> now, now I'm just pushing. But I'm, I'm like, how can I attack you now that you've attacked us? Both times, I just I'm in it immediately. As soon as a that score. Yes, the score yeah. and that pushing of Annette walking back to the jewelry counter. It's I'm fantastic. like, this is my favorite movie. It's fantastic. And I'm always like, she's, what she's has incredible. happened to Stephen Frears, who back to back made two of my favorite movies of all time, and then and uh, now has made Philomena Foster so, go fuck yourself. Well, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> what I'm is like, going on with my this career? This movie is stylish. Mm-hmm. It is smart. It doesn't condescend, nor yep. does it pander. Uh huh. None of which you can say about Florence. The performances are electrifying across the board. And by the way, everyone's um, stunning. By the way, I loved the Queen. Oh, I do. I do too. I do. A lot of people. I saw the I I saw the Queen opening weekend at the one Mm. screen indie theater in Dayton, Ohio, when I was like fifteen years old. I would like to see High Fidelity. High Fidelity, which I've never seen, but I know people really like it. I wonder how I would react to High Fidelity now, Um, only because. 
it's a movie that is getting at a type. Of I like, just heard a joke of that today. Yeah. In on a on a sitcom, I think that I was watching at work. Yeah. <laughs> that. I don't know if I would like High Fidelity in the Me Too era, but I don't well, know what it's about. No, 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 no. That mm. that's sort of the thing about it. So I was that's introduced really to High. I was in, it's gonna be hot in here. It's because we're talking about the months. fucking grifters. Uh, uh, my introduction to High Fidelity was through a friend of mine from college who liked it because he really related to the John Cusack character, oh. and that he was like, "I'm into music. I'm an incel." <laughs> like I not an incel because John Cusack is with many women over the course of the movie and the history of this guy's dating life. Uh, but um, he's really pathetic. He like won't leave his ex fiance alone or something. Oh. And so my introduction to it was through the gaze of we're supposed to really like we're supposed to think he's the hero and he's mm-hmm. in the right. Which right. watching the first time I never thought that, but I sort of like really oh, this movie. I learned to like it. It's like a critique of like a lazy type of toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. Like hmm. it's a passive toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom really likes that movie. Sorry, Dick. I have been looking up for five minutes who beat Whoopi Goldberg for The Color Purple because I was going to say it's oh. fine if you give Annette Benny the Oscar for The Grifters because Whoopi probably should have won the Oscar I would have given it to over her. Geraldine Page for The Trip to Bountiful, mm-hmm. which I've never seen, but I bet you have seen. I haven't. That's one of the few Best Actress winners I have not seen. Should we pull up Ben's letterbox list but of I... the uh, best? I would like to read Ben's top 10 Best Actress oh, winners. Oh, great. Do it. But um, it's going to take me 20 minutes to find to it. To load. So, so go ahead. Well, to load. To download. I, I am the biggest Stephen Frears here. A fan here as I have seen Victoria and Abdul. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> it's a pineapple. <laughs> it's so bad. It's Where do you get these pineapple? No, 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 no. Pineapple. Mang- no, pineapple you're is thinking the favorite. Of, yeah, which you're is actually thinking, handled uh, really well. I wonder. No, she wants mangoes. I wonder something if called a mango. Yorgos saw the mango thing. Have <laughs> we was not like, talked about this? No. That's my theory. I bet. I, I was talking to someone surprised. about this. That's my theory. Is, is that he sees Victoria and Abdul is like, that could be a funny moment, mm-hmm. but the joke is not about the royals. The joke right. is about, uh, it takes place in India, right? Uh, yeah. Abdul is from India. Right, yeah. so, so it's like, the, it, the, the joke is pointed at, yes. in, like, she, I am the Empress of India. Yes, exactly. Whereas, <laughs> am like, I not? In the favorite, like, the just the incomprehensible nature of what is a pineapple uh-huh. Is as much. It's like it's as much. It's a joke on everybody, not yeah. just like a targeted like Anglo-centric joke. Definitely. Anyway, where's Ben? Definitely. He's a shit movie. Wow. Brand fire. It <laughs> is. All right, fire. Ben's. These are. This is. Oh, ben's. but he did direct the new TV program State of the Union, which is supposedly very good oh. now on Sundance TV, oh. starring Chris O'Dowd and Rosamund Pike. Is it a dramatic series? I think it's Didn't dramatic he a comedic. Scandal? He directed three episodes of that. Oh. It is three episodes long. Well, then he's uncanceled. Well, then he did. It's a three-hour Un- movie. Fr- uncanceled. You heard it here first. Stephen Pierce is uncanceled. Victoria and Abdul was his basement. Now he's back. Uh, also, Philomena is not I a love bad movie. Philomena. Philomena's pretty good. <clears throat> I hate it. What? <laughs> I, you of all I people hate the sweet old lady movie? Philomena. I love it. It's got a lot of heart, Brandon. <laughs> When she's riding on the back of the thing. Oh, yes. I'm I, all about it. I like it. when she's like, my son was a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, that is verbatim the line. Judy Dench says faggot. Judy Dench can say, can and does can and did. say um, faggot. faggot. Uh, oh, there's an, so y'all read Jesus. My Year of Rest and Relaxation. So mm-hmm. Otasa, Otasa Moshfeg 
her first novella, her first novel, but it's a novella. It's called McGlue, and it's a real nasty piece of work. And she says, she, it's all, it's like My Year of Rest and Relaxation. It's like first person narrative. Like it's subjective. She's speaking to the voice of the titular McGlue. And he refers to a character as fag. Like that's how he's known in the movie or in the book is fag. Mm-hmm. And she got a lot of flack for it at the time and like mm-hmm. understandable, but the way that novel goes, it ends up making sense. But I'm like in the first chapter of her first novel, mm. Otessa Mosh Fag could and did say faggot. Good for her. She didn't fag. wait for permission. Good. Good for her. She's um, amazing. I love the word faggot. Speaking of faggots, I have a list here of mm. one particular faggot who's very close in proximity and oh. heart to the two of us, Brandon. Uh, a list that he's published. Why is this pulled up? Because uh, like, we were there. Because I want to read it. Um, I wonder if I know the top 10 off the top. Why of don't we? Try- oh, wait. Hold on. This could be fun. Wait. So he's we'll go- also directing the Roger Ailes thing. Oh, is he? That's Stephen Frears. I didn't know that. I figured it was like Oliver Stone co-directing with Adam it. McKay. Stephen Frears, uncancelled. So, but that's the Roger Ailes movie will be fascinating to watch because. Oh wait, it's a miniseries. Good, good, because Vice should have been a miniseries. There's too much there for one two-hour movie. That's just too much. There's just a lot there. (laughs) Speaking of Fox News, three cheers for my candidate Elizabeth Warren saying, "I will not go on a Fox News town hall because I will not." Uh, I, I will in no way legitimize the network and I will not help. Like She's like, if I'm on TV, they can put ads yep. on my town hall. I am not going to help them raise money. Having said that, you can always come to my town halls, Fox News. You are always welcome to cover my events. Mm. And I'm like, have you heard about Kermit, West Virginia? <laughs> she's a queen. She's great. So Ben, how about- She's having a moment. I know. Big moment. I am. Um, and I love it. I'm, I'm so embarrassed because I've been an Elizabeth Warren stan since Capitalism, A Love Story, the Michael mm-hmm. Moore movie. Um, and when she was running for Senate in Massachusetts, I was watching that race so closely. I have like a T-shirt from that race and then was always like, when she runs for president, like I'm in. Of course, they say like that's the sexism line. It's like mm-hmm. all these guys saying that as soon as she runs, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't trust her. But as far as like after the DNA thing, I was like, she's going to have to win me back a little bit because this is just not handled well. Mm-hmm. And then just like hook, line and sinker. She's like, I'm forgiving all student loan debt. I'm yeah. like, Kamala who? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. But that's how I feel. Lizzie. Liz. She's at the top of my list right so, now. Lizzie Booty. 2020. Lizzie Booty 2020. Mm. That mm. would win. That's a winning ticket. Have, IMO. Have, yeah. I to- have I told y'all about how Matter Spammer and I have talked about doing a podcast that we'll never actually do called, um, it's where we would like smoke a little weed and then get on the mic and talk about the Democratic primary. And <laughs> yeah. it would be called For 2020. Nice. Oh, that is fun. It's fun, Cute. but I don't think either of us want to like, do that to our reputation. And the Cute. last thing in the world needs is another political podcast with mm. two white guys. Mm. So I'm at sorry. At least we're gay, though. At good, least we're gay. Like, like, like Just like booty. booty. Just like booty. Okay, so I realize uh, that I'm booty. talking a lot, and maybe because I felt left out on the last episode. <laughs> but <laughs> Making up for lost time. I do want to do, do this game with Ben. Okay. We and have to start at the top. I still don't remember why. No, no, we're no, no. I'm going to do 10 to. You want to. Oh, I'm not doing you it. You want to start we, at 63? No, I mean, if we are doing 10 to 1, I won't be able to do it. What if I give you some clues? I mean, Ooh. then I would know with one Follow clue. Follow the clues, Wait, have Ben. Not... Aren't you Detective Pikachu? Wait a minute. Okay. Let's start at. Let's start at 10. Um, what is happening? What? Well, what? You want to do top five? You think you can do top five? Yes, I have it. I know top five. So let's try. It's and do, not a game. So let's try and do top 10. 
But then we have to start at number one, or I'm not doing it. Oh, I understand. I understand. Got it. Got it. (laughs) What is he guessing? So Ben and I are going to go. If I remember what my rank is. So we're not going going in reverse order. We (laughs) are doing a countdown from one to ten of Ben's best actresses, winners Mm -hmm. at the Oscars. This is Ben's ranked list. It's a fun game to see how well we know our personal preferences. Would also, would like to preface by saying this is not in context with who they were nominated against. This is just a ranking of all of the winners against the other winners. As as I've said on the microphone before, I love that Olivia Coleman is the 16th best out of 63. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. She's amazing. Okay. Number one. Well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to lead if that's okay. I'll be like number one. And then you just give me your guess. I'll be like confirmed receipt confirmed. And then we can move on. Okay. This is quite the hustle. Ben, yes. Ben, just trying to keep us on top. Brandon, do you do you want to play the game too? I already looked at the whole thing. Why okay. don't I pull up your best of Sofia Coppola list and we'll do that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the same. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Mm. Okay, Ben, number one, Meryl Streep, Sophie's Choice. Receipt confirmed. Mm-hmm. Number two. Here, Brandon, you can look too. Anne Hathaway, The Hustle. Yes. Receipt confirmed. <laughs> number two, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Elizabeth Taylor. That's, we're going to confirm that. Both. We're going to confirm okay. that. We're going to confirm that receipt. All right. That is confirmed. Now, this is a fun pick. Number three. Sally Field and Norma Ray. Receipt unionized and confirmed. Wow. Number four. Liza Minnelli, Cabaret. Receipt confirmed, mine here. Number five. Catherine Hepburn in The Line in Winter. Receipt confirmed, Your Highness. Number six. And now here's where... It's like I have an idea. Number of who eight these is a cool pick are, too. Yeah, but I'm not sure exactly. I think number six is Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment. Receipt confirmed, in the way that only a mother and daughter can confirm mm-hmm. a receipt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you for seven through ten, if you get if you guess someone who's n- it's not number seven, but it's number nine. Yeah, I'll say like I'll say something. I don't okay. know what. Okay, so number seven, Julie Christie and Darling. Is that number eight? That's yeah. number eight. That receipt is confirmed. So number seven. Can I get a hint? Give me a decade. 1970s. Is it Clue? It is not. Clue is number 10. It is not. Is Clue is number nine. Yes. Receipt confirmed. It's number seven. The 70s. Hold on. I have to run through them in my head. You're going to feel silly. You're going to feel goofy. Can I give a fun hint? Why am I blanking? Oh, it's Diane Keaton and Annie Hall. Receipt confirmed. La-di-da. Not talking to Annie Hall. Okay, moving on. My uh, hint was going to be Palms now mm, in theaters. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and so eight my, is My, my review of Palms, mm. wonderful. Oh, good. Palms, wonderful. Wow. Like the pomegranate juice. Oh, they can Venmo us five cents. Haven't wow. seen the picture. Pomegranate, no. Palm pomegranate juice can Venmo us $50 because it's $70 for every little cup of that You're shit right. yeah it is it's okay like ben so number eight is mm. darling julie christie number nine is jane fonda and clute mm-hmm. number 10 is share in moonstruck the receipt is confirmed uh, hell yeah i was in the desert well last i never weekend. guessed one that was not in the top 10 no you're very good by the way i was in the desert last weekend and i passed an italian restaurant in the middle of nowhere called that's amore oh my god Do you think that's where nick Bellalanga got his he inspiration got he took ayahuasca in the desert and then wandered around and saw that restaurant and he was like that's amore he's kind of a desert all right let's it. talk about the hustle okay shut up <laughs> <laughs> okay uh okay welcome welcome 
two. Oh my god, we haven't even introed. I know. <laughs> We're twenty three. Welcome minutes in. to another uh, not tangential, <laughs> not meandering, extremely on topic episode of Movissimo. Movies IMO. Film podcast. Get together every week. Couple of guys chatting about just a couple chat, of bros. Couple of couple of bros. Just bros bro now. Chat chatting about <laughs> cinematography, bro. Did you see that framing, bro? Did you see that Good light? Framing. There was the cinematography. Did you see that whip pan, bro? Did you see that wow. lens flare, bro? Wow. Ah, uh, I love Star Trek. I see that zoom, bro. Did uh, everyone see Bob Iger today said he thinks the new Star Wars will be very popular? Good one, Bob. <laughs> I hope they all die. Here's my question about Bob Iger. Bob. Uh, Bob Iger's a virgin. Let's get it trending. Hashtag Bob Iger's a virgin. Oh my God. Then lay out your theory. Tweet it. I did tweet Bob uh-huh. Iger's a virgin. Here's the idea. Let's, let, let, let's. I said that did? every, I said pu- every Howard publish. Hawks movie is more sexually explicit than any Hollywood movie the past five years. Let's publish some audio slander against the most powerful man mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. yeah Bob no. Iger is a virgin. I think that's brave. And I think Have that's you right. seen a Disney movie? Do you, okay, you got okay, you got uh, okay. This is as much to you guys as it is our listeners. But Clickhole did an amazing piece last month that was like yeah. top ten hidden sexual messages in Disney animated films. <laughs> oh my god, where it's like a dick in the no, Little no, Mermaid no, 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 but th- castle. That, that that's sort of the reason why they wrote it because mm-hmm. that's what you expect it to be like the dick in the castle, King Triton's dick coming out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's just. Innocent stills from Disney movies with little black circles around people's crotches saying, oh, yikes. I thought I was just watching The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then Quasimodo's Quasimodo jumped out. Just like, oh, oh, funny. No. It's just a black circle above the clothed figure. It's That's funny. hilarious. That's cute. Um, anyway, so we're talking about movies this week. Oh, my name is uh, Daniel Crook. I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben Empey. This week, we are here to talk about the newest Anne Hathaway box office success, the second Anne Hathaway starring mm. box office smash, record-breaking smash hit. Red Metascore, I mean, film. Yeah, it's in the red in that it's, uh, every other movie's in the red. It's not, the Hustle's making so much money. Hustle's a big success. <laughs> is it? No. Is that a bit? It's, I, was try, I was failing to do a bit. I was trying to do like, a, the Hustle is- uh, It beat, it, it. Toppled Avengers. It mm. st- curb stomped Pikachu. Yeah. Here, here's it, what okay. number one at the box office. I'll tell you what the happened. The hustle. I'll tell you what happened. The hustle, <laughs> the weekend before for Avengers Endgame, brought five thousand dollars to the track and bought a bunch of tickets for Avengers Endgame to then lessen the expectations mm. on the hustle's opening weekend. They were stacking the odds. Mm. And uh, Rebel Wilson's going to get a big cigar in her palm, if you know what I'm saying. Oh. And the headlines were uproarious. Yes. <laughs> the hustle really hustled. Audiences really hustled to the hustle. Well, here's the, well Brandon, here's the real hustle. Shall I? Shall, does, 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 a, does a grifter, does a con man ever share their hustle? Share their grift? I guess Annette Benning does. Annette Benning does. That's right. She yeah, tells she them does. A, she tells in them a whole story. I love her. Bravora sequence. Yes. I love her backstory when she gets shot. Uh, it's right, so good. Well, She's having so much fun screaming. Yes. Mm. And we're going to let you in on a little secret. We're three professional con men. We're at the top of our game. Mm. We, you know, generally we work alone, but every week we come here and work together. Uh-huh. Work along. We scheme. We work along grift. And the long grift here has been for the past week, our loyal listeners have thought that we were doing an episode on The Hustle. Well, The Hustle, the hustle for The Hustle episode is that we did not watch The Hustle. <gasps> oh, oh, shit! <laughs> We did not make it to the movie theater to see The Hustle. We collectively decided that we would rather put a bullet 
in our brains <laughs> than go see this movie. As much as we wanted to see Rebel Wilson's body language, where mm. she's like, you talking to me? Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Arms outstretched like a and Anne Hathaway just incredulous like, hmm. swan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> incredulous <laughs> swan. An incredulous pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite. Just a lips pursed Anne Hathaway. Hmm. I will tell you if I... Well, I'm going to hustle you, Rebel. Not if I hustle you first, Anne. Is this the movie? <laughs> yes. Guys, I saw it. Let's do it. Did you it. see it? No. no. Is that the real hustle? Did you hustle us? Oh, oh. that you double hustled You double crossed. I'm going to double hustle. I double hustled you. I saw the hustle. This is why you don't grift in teams. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Mom. I'm on the short grift. I'm on the short com, baby. <laughs> don't worry about it, Mom. Get off my ass, Mom. Get or, here, or do get on my ass, mom. Oh. oh. Literally, oh. literally, motherfucker. I thought the grifters was uh, fairly edible. <laughs> I thought it was a little, little inappropriate <laughs> myself. Hmm. I was shook. I wish that I had a little bit of a warning. There was going to be some <clears throat> racy material. Mm. Oh. What are you, jealous, mom? Ugh. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Does she say that? No, she doesn't say that. Oh, she should. So the homework for the hustle was uh, Lady Grifters, and we are here to talk about instead of the hustle. Again, Mm. y'all got hustled. Hashtag y'all got hustled. We didn't see the hustle. What we should have called this week is Divas, because Diva is the name of a female hustler, according to Beyonce. (gasps) Oh, so true. I've been been listening to Diva from the live Uh, album uh on repeat. It's so good. Well, this is the Divas episode. So this is the Divas episode. I will say, when we have to put our little music halfway through Mm. to to do the commercial break, I I, I would say let's do the Beyonce track. Mm -hmm. Do it. But I'm more scared of Beyonce than I am Bob Iger. I don't want to get that copyright money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, do it. They're not going to care. Solange listens to this podcast. Oh, Solange will be thrilled. She'll be like, oh my God, applaud. She'll be like, my sister's losing money. She'll be, she <laughs> will be like, these faggots have a seat at the table. Now. Hell yeah. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. This, oh, Solange. Uh, uh, I'd like to put a motion on the table. Mm. How about we just pivot to make this a Solange episode? Oh. Do I have a second? Okay. I don't know the album well enough to talk about. Okay, her. well then, we'll, okay, well then we'll we'll put a pause on it. So, but we'll if we table but we, it, but we did a Beyonce episode, so it's we, did. we need to do a Solange episode. You're right. Anyway, so we were we were talking about divas. Uh, we're talking about Diva. Stephen Frears, The Grifters, the starring Grifters. divas Angelica Houston and Annette Bening. And I probably <clears> would have been given Angelica Houston the Oscar too. I would have too, and it's love Kathy Bates. It's misery year. It is misery year. Um, I, I already looked it. this up last Kathy night. Kathy Bates gets the Oscar for about Schmidt. Oh, sure. No, that's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, I, that's Meryl Streep. She gets adaptation. it for That's Meryl Streep in adaptation year. So that's done. Meryl yeah. Streep wins that Oscar. Mm. Wait, so Kathy wins for like what? Dolores I've thought Claiborne? about lately making an actual spreadsheet. Of I think we should. This is who Alternate I would have voted Alternate history. Uh-huh. I think that's a wonderful project. And not limited to nominations but just who i would have given that's an enormous project yes so like tony collette for velvet goldmine i don't know if she's on your list but like she would be on my supporting actress list so if i was making this grid she would knock off hellena bottom carter wings of the dove i think is that year never seen the wings of the dove oh i wouldn't do like nominees i would just choose a winner oh winner got it okay winner that's much i'm like i'm like ben that is hundreds of actors um and we're also talking about Barbara Stanwyck and Henry Fonda in Preston Sturgis's The Lady the Eve. Lady Eve. Mm. 
good movie. He likes snakes. Hopsy. <laughs> he likes snakes, Hopsy. I love the little animated snake. I do too. I saw The Lady Eve of the Egyptian a couple years ago, mm. and I'd never seen it before, so I didn't know the credit sequence involved a little snake. Oh, so cute. I saw, <clears throat> I think the first time I saw it was in my American comedy class at the University of Southern California. It's a pretty funny movie. It is a funny movie. I was giggling. Oh, I would like to talk about Doris Day <laughs> really oh, quick. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, I would, I'd, li- I'd like to talk about Doris Day. I too. would really like to talk about Doris Day. Please. Passed away yesterday. Um... She was a Republican, so we're just going to table that. Well, so that. was Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, I mean, Barbara Stanwyck would have shot all three of us and, in the face. And Henry Fonda she was an chance. absent father. Uh-huh. I mean, the the Lady Eve, both of the leads are canceled. Yes, it's true. So Doris is a very special lady, and... She loved animals. I watched Calamity Jane in the middle of the night last night, which is why I'm exhausted today. And I'm, gayer than you were yesterday. I'm uh, noticing a little, true. little more rouge on your cheeks. Wow. Um, it's if no one, has, if you guys haven't seen Calamity Jane, haven't seen Calamity Jane. It's a 1953 Warner Brothers musical. It was a knockoff of Annie Get Your Gun, basically. And Doris plays Calamity Jane, and she is in love with Wild Bill Hickok. And that they, is not historically accurate. Which is, uh, I always want to say it's Joel McRae, but that's like 20 years late. It, he, it's Walter Kerr. And she, they're, they're expecting a lady to dance and sing at the saloon in Deadwood. And a man shows up instead. And so he performs in drag until they realize it's a man. And then, and then they run him out of town. So then she goes to Chicago and picks up the lady that they thought they were getting. And then she's singing and there are antics. And then the <laughs> the lady dancer teaches Calamity Jane. They move in together. Oh. And, they, and they're quite a handsome pair, if I'm yes, not mistaken. And they then like learn about femininity. <laughs> oh. Together. Together. And then... And then there's a heterosexual coupling in the end, but it's okay. We forget. Well, that's okay because then an the actual 50s. lesbian, Robin Weigert, went on to play Calamity yes. Jane in her Emmy-nominated role that's in right. Deadwood. That's right. Academy Award winner for Best Original Song, Secret Love. Ooh. Oh. I now have a secret love inside of me. They are trading some gazes in public. Baby. It's like quite actively explicitly gay everyone does everyone wears a woman's outfit at some point and all the women wear a man's outfit at some point i've it's never amazing. i've never I seen calamity it. jane and i do want to stay on topic with doris day because mm-hmm. this is the doris day episode mm-hmm. um but for the longest time i got calamity jane mixed up with johnny guitar which i have seen which i do love because mm-hmm. johnny guitar is very gay it is mm-hmm. mercedes mccambridge wants to fuck joan crawford very so badly. bad and that's why she's so hateful mm-hmm. because she hates joan crawford for how much she's attracted to her yes Good movie. It is one of my favorite movies. It's a good movie. That's every Nicholas Ray movie for like 20 minutes to half an hour. I'm like, maybe this is. This is maybe the best movie ever. Oh, no. Opposite. Oh, you think this is bad? For for the first 20 to 30 minutes, I'm like, maybe this will be the bad Nicholas Ray movie. And by the end, I want to kill myself. God. Every single one. For the longest time, I thought Johnny Guitar was about a singing cowboy oh. as the title of my mm-hmm. Like Calamity Jane. Like Calamity Jane. But, Calamity which, Jane. by the way, I w- I'm so thankful for our f- online film friends. I won't just say fellow film fags because it crosses all sort of mm. uh, sexual orientation and gender. Um, but I have been so grateful for all these Calamity Jane gifts going around mm. because they remind me of some of the 
tropes we discussed in the Battle of Buster Scruggs. Mm-hmm. There's the gif where she's singing on top of the bar. Yeah. And then it's like lifted yes. up. and like I did that you did gif. That. that is mm. the opening number of the Battle yes, of Buster Scruggs. Yes, it is. And that's the opening number. No, that's not from the opening number of the film. Surly Joe. Mm-hmm. I still need uh, to write an episode description for uh, the Ballad of Buster. That's all right. And Velvet Butt Saw. And oh. Velvet Butt Saw. Well, anyway, Doris Day, <laughs> Animal <laughs> Lover. Doris Day yes. was when they used to release numbers of these are the highest grossing stars of the year. She was the first woman to be number one. Would Rock have then been number two? Probably. Since I don't were... remember what year it was, but yeah. it, it may have been before because it may have been in her musical years, like predate the Rock years. Yeah. I, I would know. I would like to say that I was singing K Sera Sera to myself mm. for the whole day. I think that her performance in The Man Who Knew Too Much is criminally underrated. It is. She's not just not just in the Hitchcock canon, but in the acting canon in general, but I would say in the actors who never got their dues as actors, yeah. not stars. Mm-hmm. And I have I've yeah, I've seen a Doris. very limited selection of the Doris Day canon. Mm-hmm. But she is astonishingly good mm-hmm. in The Man Who Knew Too Much. She's she's, she's, she's funny, she's heartbreaking. Like she's more so than Jimmy Stewart, like she's the one who sells the tension and desperation mm. of the parents who have lost mm. their child. Yes. She's so good. And she's crying on the bed. Oh, it's so good. Mm. And then, you know, mm. I think that the editing, I mean, the editing drives the the uh, the, the, the climax of that mm-hmm. film. But I think that she gives it the heart. Yeah. Which is the real tension of it. Yeah. Is sure. wanting parents and son to be reunited. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, gongs. Well... Everyone watch Calamity Jane. Everyone watch Love Me or Leave Me. Watch The Man Who Knew Too Much. Everyone watch The Man Who Knew Too Much. Everyone watch Pillow Talk. Also gay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doris Day was an icon. Thank you. And Doris Day uh, intersects in the Manson murder story in an interesting way. Oh. I don't really? know that. Listen to um, You Must Remember This. Oh. Mm. Plug for You Must Remember This. Okay, let's talk about The Hustle. Yeah. Karina Longworth, Ken Venmo is $20. Oh. She can't afford it. She, no, she can't. She, she, her, she is, first of all, she's had a very successful book about Howard Hughes. Oh, is it successful? Her. I'm assuming it's She successful. can mail us her book. Honestly, How just about that? Give us a co- three, three copies. copies. I will take three, yes. Three copies, please, Karina Longworth, of Howard Hughes. What's it called? I don't it's remember. called like Oh, it's called Seduction. Oh. Howard Hughes. The Age of Hollywood and Howard Hughes. Hot. Oh yeah, and then and then you know she's married to sex director of lies and started. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, I'm, it's not about that. But they they shared. They are married. They That's share true. money. That's true. Um, yeah, we should take his money. I will yeah, say, fuck it. Karina Longworth was on Venmo's a thousand dollars. I listened to recently, and I was like, oh, she's doing kind of a bit on. You must remember this, like the. Of who she is, like the very mysterious, oh. like after hours, like Hollywood historian. Oh. Um, she was like, "Hello, I'm Karina Longworth." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd what? Lo- I would love to hear. I'm her like, I thought she was wearing a headscarf and smoking bit. a cigarette uh. out of a cigarette holder. I oh love that movie God. takes place in 1990. I love that, <laughs> and it's it's just- it yeah. And it takes place along my drive to work. Today, I was late to work because I wanted, I took a couple different turns because I wanted, to, by the way, spoilers for the Grifters, spoilers for the Lady Eve. Count of five, four, three, one. Eh, hustle ya. Hustle ya. Hustle ya. Okay, now we're talking about spoilers. But I, I added a couple minutes on my drive today because I wanted to take, I, you know, cha- GPS changes how much, you know, the fluctuation of estimated time of arrival. But I went out of my way to go on Wilshire Boulevard right at Lafayette Park Place where she leaves the Bryson apartments mm-hmm. at the end of the film and drives away. Like, I I kind of, I haven't been starstruck in Los Angeles in so long, mm-hmm. but I was parked at a light 
in the lane where I knew she was driving. I was like, mm. Angelica Houston's body was physically, corporeally, right in the here. exact Ooh. same space as mine. And I just had a moment. When that she is, moment. is like convulsing and wailing after, after spoiler, John Cusack dies, uh, gets in, stabbed <laughs> in the <laughs> neck, yeah. she is incredible. Uh-huh. She is so good. She's so good. The cherry on top. Is how she then collects herself and puts it all together yep. for that descent for the into elevator. hell on yep. the elevator. Uh, mm-hmm. That shot is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's oh a my series God. of shots. Right? And yeah. like the 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 star lighting on Annette when mm. she goes into her flashback. Mm. Oh what God. the actual fuck? <laughs> so, um, actually, what is this ben, film about? Why don't you, uh, since you love it so much. You want me to summarize? What's it, it about? Sunny. Help me. The Grifters. Please. Please. (laughs) The Grifters. It's a film about three grifters. They're on the grift. They're grifting, baby. Seduction, betrayal, murder. Mm. Who's conning who? Oh. Well, we've conned you, listeners. (laughs) If you saw the hustle and anticipation for this episode... I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you. I hope that you went. I out. hope Anne was good. I hope you went against the critical grain. Found a lot to like in it. Mm. We're entertained. Enjoyed the twists and turns. Great. Enjoyed the. Well, I know I did. The Grifters is about. I saw it. All of it. That's huh? right. You did. I wink. did see it. Wink. Wink at you. Wink. John Cusack is doing low-level grifts. He's doing small-time crook. He's. Just show, flashing a 20 and then slipping in a 10 so he gets the change for the 20. And you else thought, like, I could probably do that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, should I start doing that? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, huh. And it, how does that work? Doesn't the bartender look down to see what bill's there? Well, the idea is that you're like, hey, bartender. Like, yeah. flashing the bill not to be like, look, it's a 20. Be like, I'd like a drink. Yes. And then by the time they get over there, they're like, they just know it. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. that was a 20. Yes. So, so I'm not so going to look at to, it again. Have to, like, crisp it and smack it and be like oh, $20. The, ideally they're so busy they yeah, don't look at they it again they don't it. bite the side of the bill and be like mm. that's legit mm. you know? it's not like when uh, Anne Hathaway enters in Serenity she's like I'll buy that and drops down 8 million dollars <laughs> 10 million dollars <laughs> cash uh, Annette Benning plays John Cusack's girlfriend Myra Langtree Langtree and Angelica Houston plays his mother, Lily Dillon. Lily. And it starts, they're all in different places. Different cons. Doing different places. Doing their different own places. cons. Uh, uh, Annette is trying to con a jeweler. What's that actor's Steven name? Steven Tobolowsky. Yes, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't understand what you're giving me. It's yeah. right here, baby. <laughs> look a little bit closer, baby. Her voice. That When did she like, drop her register? Mall. What's interesting is Angelica Houston is playing some version of a gangster's mall. Uh-huh. Like, she's not. She has far more agency than that. She's in charge. Yeah. She, she's a contractor, basically. But it's just, I love the th- this movie is like reversing a lot of noir mm-hmm. tropes in that way where like Annette is using that voice but the full body of that characterization is not mm-hmm. is not that she wields that against she's people. not using that voice in the flashbacks no she's not that's the true. question is whether she, whether Which that's her actual voice actual or voice. yes yes who's Annette con- Benning walks away with this movie uh-huh. and it's only apparent after yeah. she spoiler alert gets shot in the face by Angelica Houston. That you realize that one, you realize the structure of this movie. Mm -hmm. For me, that's the moment I realize just the genius of the screenwriting here. Yeah. The structure of the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and how it's we can talk about it in a second but it's also when her whole performance snaps into focus mm-hmm. yeah because of the character like the the hubris of that character like you feel like she's like oh she's the smartest one like she plays it always like she is the one playing dumb but she's the smartest one in the room and then at the end when she puts the double cross on angelica houston and puts the people from the the crooks from baltimore on her tail Mm -hmm. she then stalks her to steal her money and Mm -hmm. execute her and you realize like oh shit annette benning's gonna walk away to this movie in the sunset in Mm -hmm. palm beach she's gonna like have like a like a hot pool guy Mm -hmm. like She's going to be in a bath of jewels. Like she's going to walk away with the movie. And then you don't realize until she goes into that bedroom. And then we find out later what happens. You're like, Mm -hmm. no, like she was human and she overstepped. Like everyone in this, like turns out at the end of this movie, like everyone's really smart and really dumb. Yeah. Very human. Very, very human. In the words of Terry Gross, very human. Oh, I just wish Annette got to play in this register more still today mm-hmm. yeah this like <clears throat> fake bubbly i mean but it's real bubbly but it's also there's there's like a harshness undercutting it's very laura dern well she it's very laura dern evidently energy. she based the performance on gloria graham in the big who she played she went on to play oh in a movie God. that none of us have seen mm. <laughs> i thought how was she she's good yeah it's don't a, it's a yeah. Don't die I, I still want to see that movie. it's a good movie it's jamie not bell, bad at all jamie bell i have, a, I have a filmmaker friend who's like that movie was great it's not bad at all yeah i think it was i think i give um, it three and unfairly whoa that's good with a capital g it's a good movie uh jeez i like Con the Man. motel person who's like well everyone wants the back <laughs> <laughs> quite good that that that's the uh, uh the woman from seinfeld yes who has her is it the marvel rye her marvel rye oh i thought there. i recognized her give me that and gold back doesn't um also adam sandler's grandmother <clears throat> and happy gilmore oh that's yes D- isn't it like and they sort of like bait and switch like you think angelica got killed yeah yep but then like the headscarf reveals uh-huh or no, she's dressing as the headscarf in the headscarf. The reveal is that her hand doesn't have the burn on it. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Also, because her way, face is obliterated. Mm-hmm. I have to mention Graphic. it's not just Seinfeld and Happy Gilmore, Blue Velvet. Oh, I she's Laura Dern's aunt. Oh, that's oh, right. No. What a film. I think I or is it? It's Laura Dern's aunt, right? I can't. She's remember. one of the aunts. She might be Calvin Glasgow's aunt. Ben, why do you love so much about this movie? Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Apart from it's about a bunch of Scorpios with their oh. secret agendas and mm. they they can't be emotionally vulnerable. LOL. I'm just thinking mm. I'm I'm like Dangerous Liaisons is Ben's favorite movie. So when you're like going all in for this movie, I'm immediately like, what are the similarities between the Grifters and oh. Dangerous Liaisons? Scheming. Scheming. I love the scheming. Every person for themselves, emotional manipulation. Against your own self and emotional manipulation against your own self interest. That's it. That's it. It's that they're they think they're doing self preservation, but they're fucking themselves in the end. All the way to the end. I relate to that. Does I have a question. (laughs) Yeah. Angelica doesn't intentionally kill John Cusack. I think she does. I don't. You think, think she does? I don't think she. Does. I think she does. Because I, it looks to me like the jab. She was just trying to get him off. Mm-hmm. That's. I think. But she jabbing was, the the glass into his neck seemed to be an accident. I think that was an accident too, because he's not even holding the glass. Close. Like it's it's the force of the. It looks like she's just trying to knock him with the bag of money. Yeah. And the glass. I, it's like his hand looks really weak. Like I don't. He wasn't expecting to get hit with the bag. 
So the hand, because it's not tense, just like pops right back into his neck. Mm. I don't think she thought that was going to happen. I think she. I was think trying that's to, why she's convulsing. I think she was trying to knock think? him on his ass. I do think that she meant to kill him. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think she kills him because she overstepped? Do you think it's like she's punishing herself in a way? Mm-hmm. You think that's what it is? I do. Like I don't want him to live with what I just did to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Which is lie to him and say, I mean, was she lying? Mm-hmm. I'm not your mother. Yeah. And then giving him a big fat smooch. Ew. Have they fucked? I don't think they fucked. I think they've done some almost fucking things. I Well, because for a long time, they were brother and sister. Right. And it's not like, you know, I don't know if you guys watch Game of Thrones. Oh. But, uh, I watched an episode brother today. Sister Love. Are you actually watching the show right now? I'm catching up. Are You're you actually not, doing that. I'm not on the new season. Daniel, Which season are you on? Six. So it's gotten bad. It's pretty. So here's. Okay. I made Are we this, doing this? I, made, I guess it's my fault. No, I just I made this joke and I would like to repeat it. I know that it's a fantasy show, but how many times in someone's life are you going to be nude in flames as people of color bow to you? Like, it happens so many times on this show. Wow. How often is that really going to happen to a person? How often are you a dragon lady? Yeah, but have you watched the latest? Of course. Do you think it's a travesty like most people? Here's the thing. I don't have anything interesting to lend to the discourse. I miss when... Okay, so here, here's how I've been saying it to, like, coworkers and people I've been talking to. Um, so Arya and the Hound both leave Winterfell after the Battle of Winterfell, after they've beaten the undead, to ride to King's Landing because they both have scores to settle. The Hound wants to kill his brother. Arya wants to kill Cersei. Mm-hmm. Next episode, they're there. We don't know what happened on, like, the thousand-mile trip. In, like, season two or three of Game of Thrones... That's a two-episode arc of right. them riding down to King's Landing, mm-hmm. where not in a hokey way, but they like learn from each other. They're forced to like act as a team, right. and because they were sort of sworn enemies for a while, like he was her kidnapper, that would be a beautiful end to their arc. Mm-hmm. And I loved when Game of Thrones was slow because it was all character. It was character-driven mm-hmm. more than it was plot-driven, and also, and again, I'm not adding anything to the discourse, but it used to be a show about alliances and allegiances and double crossing. It was about politics. Mm-hmm. Sopranos in Middle Earth, which is ne- was never quite accurate. But now it's just about who's ending up with who. Yeah. The show became about coupling. And it's like, there have been soapy aspects the whole time. Mad Men is soapy. Yeah. You know, Sopranos is soapy. Soapy doesn't mean poor quality right. or like lazy writing because there's nothing wrong with a show that's based on like, battle of human emotions mm. and sex and love is obviously part of that. But like, I don't, Ben, since you're watching it, I don't want to get too specific on some of this, but there have been a couple, a couple wrapping up of bows with characters. And it's that's, like, I've that's heard. where you were leading. That's where this whole complicated relationship was going. So you could sleep together. It just feels like a betrayal of George R. R. Martin's books. And I will say this too. I understand that people on the internet who don't watch the show are having a big moment. Like they're so thrilled that like fans of the show were so upset that their dragon show didn't go the way <laughs> they wanted it to. But the show, it was really good and not because the dragons were fierce or because the night King went, ah, I spray you with ice now. Like the characters were really compelling and shaded in very nuanced ways. Like, this sh- and the books are fantastic. Like it's it's the there's so much there in the series, and it's a shame that it ended up being sort of a lazy finale. But it's not as if like Game of Thrones fans finally found out that the show they'd poured all these hours into was bad the whole time. Like that simply isn't true. Yeah. I love when 
I just love the whole, I've been watching this for 10 years and they're destroying my life because I just take issue with the 10 years thing because first of all, it's only been on for eight years and second well, of all, most people started late. So you've been watching it for five at well, most. I've been watching it for eight years, but um, there are people who've been reading the book since the 90s. That's true. So it's possible to have put in, like, I feel like- They've I've just seen the 10 years thrown around on the internet and they right. picked it up. Right. And that bothers me. Well, I made a joke on the internet uh, saying that after, who would have thought after eight years, uh, what did I say? That the joke was like, who's going to on the Iron Throne and it ended with the creators on the electric chair. Oh, I saw but that. At first oh, well. I, but at first I was like, thank you, Brandon. At first I was like, a decade. And I'm like, I don't think it's been a decade. So I looked Almost. into it. But what were you going to say? Uh, a crude comparison, but let's just say Veep. Okay, this is a show that's been on for seven, seven years. Yeah. So, okay, I was getting there. Um, it's long in the and tooth. It, and it's, it's you know, been bad for two seasons. Ben would say it's been bad for longer. Um, I'd say two but, seasons. But um, the finale was, I texted this to Ben, it almost stuck the landing, but then it broke its ankle and killed itself. (laughs) Um, And it was terrible. It was a terrible finale of a show I love, but I still love the show. So even if Game of Thrones ends shittily, like, you've been with it for eight years, love what you loved about it. Anyway, I am offended at the comparisons to lost not sticking the landing because i don't know where you two land um, but like like oh shitty finale game of thrones just like lost had a shitty finale Here's that's the, the literally the comparison the dialogue people are making. i'm hearing is everyone who said that lost was too character driven over plot uh and, and that that being a knock against the show is finally understanding why that was a good thing because oh, game of okay. thrones is prioritizing plot over character now both shows were oh, very characteristic. I think the last finale is successful. I think it's beautiful. Oh, good. Okay. I think it's so. I'm a I, table of I allies. Think I think I'm it a is pro. Trans- some some I think, people. I think the last finale is transcendent. Yes, I, I agree. I but a lot of people don't like the last ending. Well, yeah. Most people well, are dumb. No, that's not what I was going to say. It's just that like, most people are grifting. Most people are grifting. Most people are being grifted. True. By the dialogue. How long have we been recording? Not, not as long as you would think. <laughs> like 45 minutes? <sighs> Let's talk about Lady Eve and this. <laughs> Let's well, just move on. Do we have any more Grifters thoughts? I mean, it's, it's just amazing. It's a good fucking movie. I, I really had a good time. Me too. I assume Marty it gives two of the developed best f- it for himself to direct. and then That is exactly right. And, and then Goodfellas got the green light, so he was like, uh, bye-bye. My understanding is that he gave it to Stephen Frears. Oh, bye-bye. It's not really a Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. movie. Even the script. Although... Yeah. Actually, I do want to talk about that. We can talk for a few minutes about the script. But it's, um, the whole movie feels very present tense. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie takes place over a week. Yeah. But because we are spanning all of these, like, the extended flashback, which is this amazing tangent that she's just telling him over dinner. Like, there's yeah. a vast mythology going on in this movie in such and a concentrated amount of time. John Cusack learning the grift. Learning the grift. When his that ghost man appears. Oh, the ghost. I love the ghost man. His, <laughs> him, his grifter mentor. Mm. I would love a grifter mentor. Love a grifter mentor. <laughs> Same. But I realized... I'm going to start grifting. I was... Because I, I really like we noir. We all should be grifting. I really like noir. Like, both... 
uh, novels and, and movies. You would love Detective Pikachu. Well, I'm probably uh, not going to make it to Detective Pikachu because I don't want to spend $17 I on can't wait nostalgia. To see it. really leans into the noir. So I've mm. seen four movies this month. Well, I've seen dozens of movies this month, but I've only seen four movies this month, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. for work versus pleasure. But, but Detective Pikachu is not going to be one of them. Well, it's just I I well. like I went to see Strange Days <laughs> at the New Beverly mm-hmm. when I was in I was swamped with work but I was like I will never forgive myself if I don't see Strange Days in 35 millimeters so like yeah. I did something that I should not have done time wise and I'm not gonna do that for Detective Pikachu it's not a knock against Detective Pikachu it's just like I don't I don't have time right now to spare <laughs> for fun or nostalgia you don't have time for. Oh, is it your background? Is it your phone <laughs> Damn background? Got to, got to clear all. Excuse me. You're you, don't, excuse you don't have time wow. for this. <laughs> this. <laughs> ah, who is that? Ryan Reynolds kissing Pikachu's oh. paw. That's sweet. Wow. You're Deadpool boy. Okay, I was clocked by fellow film fag Mattis Bomber on this. He said, "So, what are you, a Ryan Reynolds fan?" Because I was twatting off about. Detective mm. Pikachu, and I said, Pika Pika. Yes, and that's probably why I like Deadpool. And he said, The prosecution rests. Mm. Oh, <laughs> wow. He owned your ass. He owned wow. my ass. Well, wow. I love that the Grifters ends in sudden tragedy in the way that so many great noir do. Mm. That there's no, there's, Jean Dielman's not coming to clean up the narrative at wow. the end. It ends no. very messily. And it ends tragically, and it's like it, it is. It, when you look back, the reason why I, le- I realized that I love this movie was when I saw the last shot. Mm. Everything is thrust into focus, where it is a series of mistakes leading to a few fatal ones, mm-hmm. where no one wins. You're waiting for a resolve for the characters to get what was coming to them, what was what, to get what they wanted, mm-hmm. and they end up getting what comes to them. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, and I think that is just like dramatically so satisfying really as a satisfying. like as a neo noir because like mm. Ben was saying it takes place in 1990 Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's it's very in La Jolla in La Jolla in Koreatown. <laughs> mm. A lot of this in Koreatown. Mm. Um, like Southwestern Law School is uh, in the yeah. opening credits, and like not to get too regional oh, about yeah. you know the Grifters, but some high class LA landmarks here. Very LA. Oh, and did we all clock the new Beverly calendar in the lobby of John Cusack's apartment building? No, no. This what? was before. This is before Reservoir Dogs. So yeah. obviously Tarantino doesn't know the new Bev. Mm-hmm. But if you look, the first time he gets on the elevator, there is an orange New Beverly calendar tacked to a bulletin oh my board. God. That is fun. Which made me realize that like that. Tarantino and the New Beverly staff have just that's not like a mock-up like a fake nostalgia mock-up for oh. that calendar i think they kept the template i love that i think that's Probably. amazing I, and it made me think like I, if the grifters played in 35 millimeter i would not miss it oh yeah. yeah because i watched Hell like the yeah. hd mm-hmm. version on amazon which mm-hmm. looked great but i was like i actually want to see this not look so great like i want to see it look a little gritty yeah, yeah. yeah. Gritty. gritty good movie the lady good eve the lady also a good movie good, good movie. movie i love the the mirror bit the extended riff when she's looking in her compact and monologuing and narrating what the women are doing oh, to get yes. Anton's so attention. It's so stylish. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Like Preston Sturgis, really good. known for like putting these sort of zany pops in these screwball comedies mm-hmm. that are also very character driven and like the human drama of it mm-hmm. is, feels very immediate and like dealing with class and everything. But that's like, think about that shot. Like, Close up on this mirror. Yep. Mm-hmm. The question is, is the mirror actually reflecting the back of the scene? If so, brilliant frame within a frame. Or is there some sort of 1941 special effect yeah. going on? Either way. I'm pretty sure it's a special effect. What a conceit. Yeah. 
What it's it amazing. It's it's an advent in 1941. It's a very adventurous thing to do. It's exciting. Yeah, it's very good. The form is surprisingly exciting. I believe. It's very. Exciting. I love that it's a woman gaslighting a man. That's the other. It's true. Because it's usually the other way around. Honestly, it the the conceit that Linda. She's doing witchcraft. That Jean wouldn't come to my house not in a costume, therefore this has to be a different person. Right. Genius. So genius. So amazing. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, it's not her. And then the 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 button at the end. It was her. Well, which he still doesn't even (laughs) realize. Same dame. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. It's his, you know, gritty. His gritty assistant. Mm -hmm. His low class valet. Should we say what the plot of this movie is? Yeah. Why don't you? (laughs) <laughs> on, I'm, I'm subletting my uh, they're, they're, they're on a cruise ship and Jean played by Barbara Stanwyck and her father are, are hustling I love daddy daddy they want to, daddy they want to ensue themselves is that the right word with uh, sure let's insinuate with, with the they want to like, em- embroil themselves a, a coffee like, he's, he's a coffee heir he's an ale heir. an ale heir why do i think he's a coffee heir he's an ale heir i watched this yesterday and <laughs> Your brain's it's been broken. a long like 36 hours linda linda's doing linda, running linda's, linda's doing a big run Where's oh. she going? I will, I will linda's got you. extra energy because i haven't gotten her ball out for her yet oh boy okay so they want to get this ale heir's money so she trips him and is like you broke my hill you better walk me down to my 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 cabin and he does and they fall in love for real and talk well i want to talk about that on on her terms this the close-up the Mm. close-up when she falls in love with him in real time yes well it's a it's three minute she's long take she's manipulating him into falling in love with her and, and then, then she, she ends up is, falling in love with him in the yes scene. it's amazing it is amazing and henry fonda is just stunned and completely under her control mm-hmm. like basically cross-eyed just like panting and looking really stupid it and she's all like completely in control yeah mm-hmm. the midriff of her outfit oh, too it's really sexy it is and then like 35 minutes into the movie, he finds out she's hustling him or was. I think it's like 45 minutes into it, the movie. It's, but it's very quick. It feels. think it is. You don't? I think this movie moves so fast. No, it though. moves really fast. It Which, rips. No, that's my point. I think, I really think it's like 45 oh, minutes into the movie. I see what you mean. Yeah. I just think it's that there's still so much movie left. I know. So then they, Henry Fonda is upset and betrayed and they ship. break up. Yes. Yeah. And then. She, She's when like, they get back to South land, America. they, he goes back to his rich person life and she adopts the lady Eve Mil- Mulfin. After uh, cavorting with a faggot at the dog racing. Oh, yes. Or, that's or, right. or, or yeah. at the horse racing, a parallel to Les Griffes Oh. Mm. Spending time at Le Trac. She pretends to be someone and they fall in love because he is like, oh, this must be a different person. It must be. But then she's revealing all of her sexual exploits on the train. Sorry, just back to the faggot at the racetrack. Uh-huh. It is such a good gag when he's like, he's like, who are you going as? Now he's <coughs> like, it's William. Oh, hello, William. I'm going as Alfred McGlennon Keith. And they're like, okay, great. And then like 30 seconds later, like another guy's like, yeah, so Henry, he's like, I'm Sir Alfred McGlinning. It's so funny. <laughs> that is a good one. And then, 
I, I lose the thread. <laughs> well, me too. And Eventually, I'm... they come. He, they are back on the cruise ship. Yes, and he runs, and then she's like, "Hopsy." Oh, isn't that you, Hopsy, tripping on my uh, cigarettes? And then they fall in love, and he's like, I am so glad I was with this whore before, and I love you, even though you grifted me. (laughs) But I don't think he knows. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the original grift. Yes, he doesn't know, and... He's by the end of the way. He I don't remember. He still doesn't know. He it's still not doesn't her. know. What his is his line? It's a very good like one two punch of lines. I don't remember. I don't either. But they like fall into the bedroom to make love Big because tumble. they're all oh because Henry Fonda is like I'm sorry but I'm already married and Barbara Stanwyck is like oh. so am she, I. She like flashes her hand in the hand like slips because in the they're room. married. They're married to, to each, each other. Hello. And then out of the room where they've fallen into to fuck the valet. The valet like. Up. It's like, oh, <laughs> I tell you, it's the same day. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. Roll them credits. Give Roll me them sweet, snakes. Sweet animated snake. All right, let's Ooh. wrap this up. <laughs> we just described the plot. We didn't even talk about That's the movie. That's the movie. It's, it's hot fun. And tired. <laughs> well, okay. It's been a long night. We, we talked talk about the, the close up. That's important. We didn't really talk about the close-up. We, <laughs> we just said a close-up happens. Yeah. It's good, and that it's good. I believe Roger Ebert said that that close-up is the best example of what a romantic comedy can do. Oh, mm, that's Raj a good one. Raj was right. I want to start a new segment Raj about Raj was lot. right. I would kill for that segment. Yeah. Raj knows a lot. New. Raj. Linda, what in tarnation? I mean, frankly, it's 10 o'clock. It is. And I have Holy I've had a long shit, day. it's 10 o'clock. So if you don't actually want to substantially get into the Lady Eve, I'm fine with that. I don't. I'm really tired. I will, I, you know, I'm I, not doing a bit. Let's wrap okay, it up. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just share one last thing. Uh, two last things. One is a segue into the ending of the show. Speaking of being tired, the two times I've seen the Lady Eve, it has been like the dead of night. And so I'm very tired by the end of it because it moves so fucking fast and mm-hmm. it uses a, uses a lot of mental energy to keep yeah. up with this movie. It just is moving at a breakneck speed. Oh. There's a lot of like me pausing to f- like catch myself up. Yeah. By the way, the, the poker scene uh, where Colonel Harrington keeps trying to, he, he has like four of a kind like mm. hidden up his sleeve and then Barbara Stanwyck is like, oh, you dropped something. Mm-hmm. And then like steals his cards and replaces them with mm-hmm. like nothing and nothing. And he's like, oh, it seems that I have. And then mm-hmm. like wipes a napkin across him and has four aces. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, she's like, well, I'm out. So I better deal the winning card. And she flips over an ace. She's like, funny. I thought one of you must have had four aces. And he's like, <laughs> fuck. Like yep. the power play one. in that scene is so delicious. That's a good one. It's delicious. Mm. Um, anyway, every time that. I see this movie, it's super late. So by the end, I'm like, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, figure out who each other are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I eventually I'll get over that. I, I like this movie a lot, and I don't love it. And it's just because every time I watch it, I just want to go to bed by the end of it. It's a delightful little film. It's though. a romp. And it's it is fizzy, it's dizzy, it's lovely. Mm. Uh, and the second thing I wanted to say is, and this is a segue to this has been another episode of Movies IMO, is that... When I was listening to your last episode, when uh, TJ was guesting, who did a great job, by the way. I, like I said at the beginning, TJ, come back on. We'll do Speed 2 Cruise Control. Mm, hell yeah. At the end of the episode, Ben was like, we're not done. Like, we went through seven movies and how long? Like, 90 minutes? And I was like leaning back in my car. I'm like, this is what happens when I'm not on the show. You can get through seven movies in 90 minutes with no fucking problem. <laughs> I was just confused. I can't believe we did it. I no. was really surprised. I was way to go, and it and, and it was a good conversation about all the movies. So, way we to go. Plowed through. Way to plow. Just like Angelica Houston oh. plowing. Nope. Oh. Uh, okay. One more thing about the grifters. 
I appreciate like the reverse. It's not like reverse edible, but edible. <laughs> but by her plunging the glass into mm-hmm. John Cusack's mm-hmm. neck, there is something very phallic about that. Just yeah. like the 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 insertion of something into his body, like it is kind of a fuck. But because hell yeah, yeah, like she. It's just another. Ge- we didn't even talk about all the gender reversals going mm-hmm. on in both of these movies, but that for me is one of the big ones. It's like that thing. Just you know, it's like semiotics. Or, it's not semiotics, but it's like the the penetration is mm-hmm. we, we know. Um, thanks for listening. That's it. I this guess. has been the hustle. This has been the episode. This has been the hustle episode. Chris Addison's directorial <laughs> debut, The Hustle. You've been hustled by the <laughs> hustling film bags. What's uh, our What's our con group name? The the the, the, the flimsy fags. Oh, <laughs> sleight of hand, light on the loafers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he liked that one, huh? Uh. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on on Twitter at Movies IMO. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Acast. You can find us on Stitcher. You cannot find us on Spotify. Well, you can find maybe soon. What happened last week? Did y'all get a? Did y'all land a Spotify Acast contract? is working on it. I love Acast. I submitted ourselves. Honestly, God bless the hardworking people at Acast. Yeah. I feel lucky to be on the platform, Same. and I love every single one of them. Same. Wow. Next, oh, um, leave us a five star review. And tell us which of your parents you hope kills you. <laughs> which one of your parents do you want to go to bed with? Oh, Ew, what? See, I, didn't didn't go, I didn't go there. I just went to murder. Well, in a, Ben, murder, penetration. True. Is that scene not a concept? That's why I don't. Who th- do you want to con into thinking you're not someone that they broke up with last week? And then give them a big kiss. Mm. This is why I think that they have not that Angelica Houston and John Cusack have not gone to bed together because when they finally do go to bed together mm. one of them dies True. by which I mean when she penetrates him with the glass he has his little death and that's are it. we on Spotify I have a we're li- on Spotify I have a live update wow. <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> no I told you I submitted that ACAST wow. coming through we are on Spotify we're on Spotify, we're on Spotify. What? 85 episodes in oh wow. my god how exciting. We're all shaking hands and high-fiving. Uh, we really grifted. We really grifted. Spotify. Yeah, don't tell Spotify, but we grifted them. We took we them. Gr- we we got them. We took them for every dollar they had. Hell yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so which 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 of your moms do you want to go to bed with? Um. Th- that was the question, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. My name is Daniel. It's so pretty looking on here. It's really a gorgeous design. Yeah. Do you remember when nice. we were going to redo our logo? We wouldn't have no, gotten... I was like, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> still... Guys, I've never told I haven't told you this, but I am working on something. Oh. oh. But it's a Photoshop job. Huh? Yeah. Oh, he's running a Photoshop job. Huh? I'm, I'm hustling you job. guys. Wow. I'm gonna update the art. I'm just kidding. No, I am working on something, but you'll see. Well, okay. watch out because Ben and I might uh uh refee our way into your Photoshop from the digital wow. ceiling. Ooh. In a forty five minute wordless heist and wow. delete the file. <laughs> oh my god, all my hard work. I'm gonna spray I'm gonna spray a uh, a fire hydrant into your backup drive and corrupt the files. Oh my god. Wow. Well gonna I'm gonna like... send Detective Pikachu on the case. Well I might send him on the case. Pika Pika. Oh, oh Pika Pika. Pika Pika bitch. Mm. My name is Daniel Small Time Crook. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three S. I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Ben MB. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. Next week. What is the... Oh, next We week. are discussing... Mm.
Joanna mm. Hogg's Sundance Sensation. <clears throat> and I believe can Critics Week or Director's oh, Fortnite. I didn't know that. Am I in the wrong year? I have not heard, but I'm not like... Ooh, I just went out on a limb and I'm not sure. Brandon, is the souvenir playing? It's obviously not in competition. Is it playing Critics Week or on Set on Down Lega? Also, uh, uh, I don't see it. I am looking it up very quickly, but we are talking about the souvenir part one. Part one. And what else are we talking about? We are talking about a couple other Joanna Hogg pictures. We are familiarizing ourselves with a new director to us, which is very exciting. Mm. We are also thank watching... you Criterion Channel for yeah, supplying honestly, all three films. Can Venmo us? Honestly, thank you the Criterion Channel. It's really good to have you back. Wow, I love it. All three are on there. I watched Unrelated. I got lit. The souvenir is not playing at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh. Never mind. It's I, I think the souvenir. Redact. I think the souvenir is a British film, but um, it's. Like usually you do see some sort like like one Sundance film plays in Uncertain Regard mm. or Critics Week or something, mm. um, so that's probably why I thought that. But and then Brandon, that's what's the week. other one we're talking about? Uh, we are talking about Archipelago un- and Unrelated. Unrelated and Exhibition is our extracurricular. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see who watches that. Unrelated. Good to see you too. Been a minute. Too. It's been like five years since we've recorded. This I'm gonna it's play been a next week when we do this episode. I'm gonna play Manola Dargis who on the the Sundance (laughs) Daily Diary of the Film Comment Podcast was like, can someone explain to me the part one of two thing? (laughs) Manola, there's a sequel. (laughs) What? Okay, um, that makes me think about Amy Taubin because I'm looking Mm. forward to the Cannes Daily Podcast. Uh, It's going to be so good. Um, Can't wait to hear what Amy has to say. And I saw a really good tweet from uh, Sean Glynis. Wondering what film Taubin will rip into this year on the FC podcast. Will it be as obvious as the Kashiche? And then <laughs> and then um, uh, Scott and I responded, wondering too if she'll once again slander the character of those who disagree with her when she <laughs> called everyone racists for not liking Black Klansmen. That was iconic. And then someone else I don't know, that but Lawrence Garcia, maybe I should know Lawrence, I don't know Lawrence, I said, don't. ah, yes, the checks note Asako one and two oh. prize. <laughs> Oh. Which, if you listen to those film comment episodes, oh, like so Amy good. Talvin, like one of the one of the co-hosts, like I thought Osaka one and two was really fascinating, and went on a like a long impassioned monologue about it. Mm. And Amy Talvin was like, "I think it's one of the most sexist films I've ever seen." I <laughs> uh, just like wasting no time. Amy Talvin is seventy seven, does not give a fuck. No, anymore. I'm a big fan of Amy. Would just like to repeat my two favorite Amy Talvin. Yeah, please. Quotes. Well, let's let's go out on the Amy Talvin quotes. Number one. After someone just waxes poetic about camera person said, well, if that's the movie you saw, I, that sounds like a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which you have appropriated. Yes, I use that a lot and also about camera person. <laughs> um, and her other, she goes on about Manchester by the Sea and says, "And but because it's about white people, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jetta. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. Thank you. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.